I think I'm entitled. You want answers! I want the truth! You can't handle the truth! Son, we live in a world that has walls, and those walls have to be guarded by men with guns. Who's gonna do it? You? You, Lieutenant Weinberg? I have a greater responsibility than you can possibly fathom. Oh, yeah. All right, today, on the Sentinel Spectrum... I'm kind of worked up a little bit concerning <laughs> what a lot of conspiracy theorists have been talking about for a long time, and that's aliens. Uh, mainly, you know, what re-triggered me to go this direction. In other words, you know, I figured, well, I'm starting this podcast, and, you know, well, that might be a cool topic of discussion, whatever, see what other people think about it, yada, yada, yada. Um, but then what confirmed it for me that I need, that I did need to talk about it was the fact that I, I come across a video somebody posted on Facebook. Now I'm not trying to say that this has a whole lot of weight. Um, but what I am saying it is, Something that some people don't want to consider that is even a possibility. So anyways, I've seen this video, and this kid supposedly died when he was 10. He drowned in the ocean or something like that, and Jesus saved him. He survived somehow, but this is the story that they said, that Jesus took him up to heaven and then, like, you know, showed him the future or something. Um something around the lines of Jesus showed him the future where we got attacked by aliens and they ate people and things like that. You know, I mean, it sounds really far-fetched. It really does. I mean, some people are just so um, bent on thinking they're the center of the universe. Um, I guess my question, and it's always to myself as well, you know, but it's what if? What if? I mean, there's a point where we can see the diversity in the animal kingdom, if you want to call it that. Um, and we see that, you know, that, I mean, they, you know, they try to tell us that they find new species of animals all the time um, that they've never heard of before or saw or this or what that or whatever, you know, and, and, th and that's just on our little planet, you know, but the data that backs up the claim that it's very possible that they're, could be life somewhere else 
um, beyond our world. I mean, think about it. For one, we only know what they tell us anyways. For two, I mean, the way I look at it is, it, you know, I've had experiences that would be hard to explain. Know what I mean? And that people would probably think I'm nuts and that I was uh, on some kind of drug or something. Um, you know, there's spiritual experiences that people have reported to having, you know, for all of human history that it, that supersedes the, the norm, the natural. <clears throat> Excuse me. And... You know, really not to get in too detailed, but I mean, I'm just going to say it like this. Is I'm a believer. I'm a believer in the Bible. I'm a believer in Jesus Christ. And I'm also a believer that it's very possible that there are other beings that are, are not, you know, what we're used to. And uh, they aren't exactly friendly. Um, so anyways, when, when I, when I see this video, it made me think about our lack of preparedness for all sorts of things. And well, I mean, this year in 2020, the coronavirus, I mean, I think it kind of took us by surprise. Um, I don't know. I, I mean, to me. I've never seen anything like it. And it's not so much the virus itself that bothers me. It is people's reaction to it. And just that in itself is a, I mean, to me, that's evidence that people in general do not prepare for a whole lot of anything beyond their normal lifestyle. Um, you know, trying to convince a city boy, which uh, I'm not going to name names, but anyways, he knows who he is. <laughs> Trying to convince a city boy. Of course, I'm not trying to act like I'm the country's guy you'll ever meet. Um, I do love the outdoors, though, and I, I did grow up around a bunch of country boys um, half my life, and uh, I'm thankful for it. I really am, because there's things you learn out there that you ain't going to learn, you know, trying to, uh, you know, kiss concrete every day, so to speak, whatever. Um, you know, I'm not trying to say I'm a tree hugger or anything, but I would say it like this is that the ability to fish and hunt is a basic survival skill that, um, you know, trying to get someone from the city to try to all of a sudden adapt to a, a different frame of mind and a different way of living, you know, that's not, it's not exactly something that happens overnight and it's, it's not easy for everybody. Um, in other words, people assume that they would be able to survive if there was not electricity. People assume that they would be able to survive, you know, if our, I mean, if our grocery stores, you know, uh, cease to have food delivered to it. Um, but, but I guess my question is, what if, what if, what if we're not prepared for things that could and may happen even in our near future, what if we're not prepared? I mean, I mean, you know, even if we go through a time of prosperity, what should we be pre preparing for? What should we be preparing for? I mean, as far as technology goes, I, I mean, I'm just going to say it like this. I believe that we are not as advanced as we should be by now. 2020. I mean, come on. I mean, I, I say that a lot throughout my daily life. Um, there's a point where, you know, I'm sure that my daughter gets tired of hearing it. 
I don't know. We had some pretty good discussions, though. But, I mean, I just have higher expectations, I guess. I mean, it's kind of weird because some that, you know, that know me understand that sometimes I'm I'm kind of like a minimalist. But, I mean, I still like technology, though. I mean, who doesn't? I mean, I don't really believe in integrating it into our bodies. Um, you know, it needs to stay on the outside of our bodies. But, uh, but there's a point I like technology. And I, I guess the main thing that, I mean that that's on my mind is the weaponry that would be needed to face either a foreign nations if they attacked us here on in the in our homeland or if so, supposedly if uh, there are some type of these demon aliens uh that exist and if if they attack us are we i mean are we just thinking well uh military's got our back right i mean that that would that would mean that we're assuming they are prepared that 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 they have the weaponry to even fend off such beings that may have intelligence and weaponry maybe far superior to ours and we've been seeing this in hollywood movies for a long time but i mean you know maybe there's a reason why people you know made those movies maybe they had visions maybe the lord was trying to like prepare us or something you know there i mean it's a possibility I, again like the question is what if to me i don't believe in being unprepared but yet it seems like most of my life i've always been unprepared and even when i think the lord is purposely trying to prepare me for something in the future and trying to teach me and try to guide me and at the least trying to get my mind and my heart ready for things it's like you know in the bible it says that men's hearts would fail them for fear talking about the last days and all that and some of the bad things that would happen on the earth and um you know the i i don't know the bible does talk about something that sounds like an alien invasion now i don't know if you've ever heard that before but i have I mean, the funny thing is, is that, you know, there's throughout the whole Bible, there's encounters that some would just write off as something they'll never see. But what if? What if an angel or a demon, you know, uh, what if the way that we would think of them these days would think, you know, it would appear alien to us and not so much unhumanoid, not so much that that we even understand that diversity that may be further out in the universe. I mean, because the way I see it is again, from what I hear, there are those who claim that there are different types of aliens. There's different types of angels and demons, uh, different ranks, different types. Some have great power, some not as much, but, uh, you know, we can see, and even the, by the example we see on earth, we can see that men aren't always the same. They're, you know, even though the, the American idea that all men are created equal, I'm not sure that applies to all things. In other words, as far as being equal, I mean, come on, let's let's say Arnold Schwarzenegger, for example. He might have been created equal with a man that was born this at around the same time. But it doesn't mean that he remains that way. He makes choices throughout his life, and, and as long as the Lord Almighty, his creator allows him to increase in strength and as long as he puts forth his own faith and belief into what he was training to do because he was in the military in austria by the way um some people may not know that or care but you know when 
someone trains for something and they put forth their faith into their action, then they can develop themselves, especially from a young age. And if they can stay, if they stay at it and they're, you know, especially if they're well provided for or whatever the case may be, uh, then, then yeah, um, the, we, we saw the product of, uh, you know, the work and the faith at least the faith in, you know, him achieving his dreams or whatnot. Talking about, I'm not talking about biblical faith. I don't know about that. But, uh, you know, you can take biblical principles and apply it to your life. So just like Arnold Schwarzenegger became very great and uh, uh, Mr. Olympian or whatever, um, you know, there is the concept that not all men remain equal. Being created equal to an angel or a demon isn't something that people even probably ask themselves. So I'm going to ask the question, what if, you know, there are some kind of other beings? And I'm just saying, what if? If there ain't, then, you know, I guess we got nothing to worry about. You can just count me as another conspiracy theorist. Um or goofball trying to do a podcast. I don't really care. <laughs> but I do know that with what I've seen with my own eyes, some people would be surprised at what is out there. The thing is, is that I have no way of proving it. And it really wouldn't matter anyways, because some people, um, even when they do see certain things, they're going to find a way to discount it. Or, you know, if there's a way to cover it up, they'll do that, whatever. I mean, you know, different different boats, different floats, different different shoes, different walks of life, you know. People handle things differently. But the case that I think that I'm trying to make is the fact that I'm tired of feeling like human beings, people on earth. I'm tired of feeling like, you know, especially I'm a Christian, so, you know, there's this idea in the, the Christian realm of it's a biblical concept that, you know, we're all supposed to walk in unity and love and forgive each other and all that. And yet I don't see a whole lot of that, you know, American brotherhood alone. I'm just talking about America seems to have faded. It it seems to be a rare thing. You know, I know that Satan's working against us. Um, Whether you believe in the devil or not, I mean, we should be able to see the byproduct of our disunity during this time. You know, the coronavirus isn't what caused it. It is what it, what revealed our weaknesses and our reactions to things and to people in the way, you know, our reactions to how somebody else reacts, you know, may not always be healthy or we're not, maybe we're not prepared for it. I, I don't know about you, but I, I wasn't necessarily prepared for something like this to happen because it's not like a big major event. Of course, sometimes I wonder if a big major event has to happen in order for us to wake up and smell the coffee. I mean, you know, um, you know, sometimes I feel like it's like September 11th, for example, you know, I saw something different out of people than what I had before, but it didn't last, you know, uh, I, I would hate to think that any of our foreign enemies, whatever dare try to attack us here because I'm not sure people are ready for it. I mean, I understand that we have a mighty military and all of that. Um, but there's a point where I'm sure that it's somebody's job out there. Um, some foreigners 
you know, some foreign country. And I'm, I'm pretty sure that, that it's somebody's job out there to, to know our weaknesses, to understand strategy. You know, technology isn't something unique to America, by the way. Um, you know, there are some superpowers in this world, on this earth, that uh, sometimes that they have another agenda than what we expect them to. I don't. I think people sometimes in America, I mean, they just assume things. You know, I, I mean, maybe it's just me. I don't know. I, I know what I witness. I know when I have conversations with people. I see their attitudes. I see how that we can become complacent. And I guess another way to put it is comfortably numb. It's like all these different scenarios and ideas have been presented to us through Hollywood, you know, Netflix, whatever. And so it's almost like we don't really, we just think, oh, well, that's just a movie that, that could never happen. But I mean, if last time I checked, there are movies that are based on true stories. So I guess, again, the question is, what if? I don't know. I'm going to take a break and uh, gather my thoughts. But... Um, you know, again, the question's what if. If y'all want to advertise on this podcast, you can hit me up at chris.gungho at gmail.com. Gungho spelled G-U-N-G-H-O. Again, that's chris.gungho at gmail.com. Increase your leads to your business online or even uh, whether it's local or not i may consider it so email me and let me know what you have in mind to try to increase your leads to your business to get exposure to your brand you know you must increase your brand awareness and keep your presence in the particular industry that you're in and maintain it in order to see results so don't be shy hit me up though Whole Media 2020. All right, I'm back. Um, just had to really gather my thoughts because there's so many different directions I could go with this on this episode. All right, so I would say when I look up the declassified files, at least just typed it in a search for what some would say is uh, like a recent uh, revealing, uh, they said declassification of alien files. And I, I see a lot of information that comes up pointing to well, one thing that pops up, it says there's uh, 1,600 files or something in PDF format. And that's on ufocasebook.com. ufocasebook.com. Let's go to there. Let's go to that website. But, you know, there were reports, you know, I think it was recently revealed or whatever that I guess the Pentagon was saying that uh, there was Navy pilots that, you know, experienced... Uh, some type of UFO that they couldn't explain what it was and they couldn't keep up with it or something. I don't know, something of that sort, you know, and to me, it's like the question that comes to my mind is, are they warming us up slowly, you know, for some type of reveal? So, I mean, 
I don't know. I, I just look at it from a point of view of, you know, everything that we've been dealing with this year. And it's like, well, I don't think it'd be a good idea if it was up to me. I don't, I just don't think it'd be a good idea to just allow so much to be revealed all at once because then you don't want people to panic. You don't want people to be shocked. I mean, subtleness and a controlled, slow leak, so to speak, would probably be wiser, you know, considering that you don't want people to overreact. I don't know if that's what they're doing, but that's what I would do if if it was up to me. Because I'm pretty sure that there's people that ha that know things that they can't tell people. When something's classified, when it's top secret or whatever, you know, we expect them to do their job and we expect them not to reveal stuff that's not supposed to be revealed. You know, national security is one thing, but I mean, you know, it, what are what are people supposed to do anyway? So let's just say, what if, you know, if they did have information that there was something hidden our way, would they even freaking tell us? I don't know. I mean, to me, it's like, the weaponry that I was, you know, like earlier, I was, I was questioning the idea of like whether or not we had the weapons that would be required for this. So Nikolai Tesla was a guy that supposedly, you know, invented a bunch of stuff, but didn't get credit for it. And they hit it for a long time. Then, then it comes out in recent years that, that he done so much and he was such a genius and all that. And, and, uh, he wasn't even from this country, by the way, um, but yet he, I guess he made America his home and that's where he died in New York or whatever. And I guess a bunch of his files, um, according to a particular show I was watching on Netflix, it was a documentary on Nikola Tesla that was saying that, uh, you know, there was a bunch of files that, that might exist that was not reported to be transferred. To the desired location of wherever I think I guess this guy's stuff was supposed to be transferred to, but I mean, you know, you can watch it for yourself on Netflix if you want. Uh, man, Netflix should be paying me. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, I mean, you know, the fact remains is that we all understand that sometimes the government hides stuff from us. Now, just like a a dad or a mom that may hide cookies uh, from their kids so they don't eat all eat them all at once. I mean, I'm looking at it like. You know, maybe these UFO files uh, aren't, I mean, they're maybe just, you know, they're just releasing a little bit, a little bit of cookies here and there, you know, and making sure we don't get a hold of too much all at once. You know, I, maybe that's a good analogy. Maybe it ain't. I don't care. But um, I'm looking at a web page right now and I'm looking through here and I'm like, well, uh, yeah, well, I mean, I'm not even sure if this is a legit website. Uh, I mean, I really am not into fabricated information. So I'm wanting something more official. So I guess where I just went was not official. You know, there's certain things that I, I really don't want to say right now, but it reminds me of the technology that has been proposed from Nikolai Tesla. It's like, you know, would, it, would even that be enough? You know, because supposedly, you know, he had plans for uh, some pretty uh, super sonic weapons or whatever that you know would be like a definitely it'd definitely be a concern i guess it would definitely uh would be a problem for enemies or maybe they wanted to steal it again you can go watch that show yourself but uh you know some of what i'm seeing on here is i mean i'm not exactly just gonna go 
to the first thing that I see because I want, you know, credible information. But I don't know. You tell me. You can comment. You can uh, you can even email me. Uh, you can tell me your, you know, your view. I'd hate to sound like a broken record, but I mean, to, to me, it's like, what if we're not prepared for a whole lot of anything? I really just don't understand this concept of just thinking that it's only the military's job to do the military's job. I mean, once upon a time, you know, there wasn't an official military. And the idea of a militia was something that it's like, look, anybody that can help will help. survive you know sometimes you'll do what you got to do in order to uh either survive or win and and help other people i guess but to me i'm not into being unprepared so i look at it like why not be prepared all right so i'm going to read off the freedom of information act because it, it really interests me how that they say that because of this particular legislation that was passed that now that we can start getting on all kinds of information about aliens that we didn't have before. It's not exactly something that has troubled my mind enough, I guess. I mean, you know, I've had some dreams about some stuff. Kind of strange. It was more like alien robots or something, that, some dream that I had one time, you know, whatever. But I don't put a whole lot of stock into dreams. I put more stock into other aspects of life which is what i experience and see for myself and i know some people would probably that's a contradiction from my christian faith but i don't think so you know when doubting thomas said that he wouldn't believe that jesus rose from the dead until he saw it and put and actually touched it you know the the hole that the nails went through on his wrists or hands or whatever you know that he wouldn't believe until that until then you know it didn't mean that Jesus, you know, just dis disrespected him, dishonored him, or got mad at him. No, no, he he gave him what he asked for, and the scriptures say that Jesus let him see. Be careful what you ask for, I guess, because if you pray and you ask the Lord to open your eyes to certain things, don't be surprised if He eventually does. I know that might sound crazy. But I'm pretty sure that people would have thought Noah to be crazy when he's building a boat, you know, for not even next to the sea. And, uh, you know, and it's never really, I guess, rained that much or something. I don't know. You know, people say different things, but, you know, that sounds crazy. It said he preached for 120 years, 120 years that he supposedly preached. And they didn't nobody believed until the rain came, till the flood, till the flood came. It was just him and his family that got saved, supposedly. You know, and the fact that uh, they supposedly found Noah's Ark, uh, by the way, not to get too much off topic, but uh, they supposedly found, his, you know, something that is very, um, very convincing to resemble Noah's Ark um, back in the 70s. There's a documentary that I watched one time on that, and I just was like, why didn't I hear about this when I was a kid? Because if it happened in the 70s, and, you know, and I grew up in the 80s and the 90s, you know, then uh, 
Yeah, I don't. I just don't remember night. Why wouldn't I have heard about it? You know, to me, it would have probably would have impacted my pursuit of trying to understand the Bible uh, earlier than than what I did. And again, you know, people trying to hide stuff, and people don't. There's certain people, it seems, in this world that just really don't want us knowing truth. They want to alter our reality by making sure we don't know certain things. And then they, even if the information is revealed, they want to debunk it. They want to scrutinize it because, you know, there's certain reactions to the release of information. And some people understand that. People of high intelligence doesn't necessarily want other people of lower intelligence to know certain things because they may have an evil heart and or i don't know maybe they're in a position where they've been ordered to do a thing so i'm sure there's a few scenarios i could play out but the idea remains that there are some that they really just don't want us knowing things they don't want us believing certain things because they know the reaction that will take place will be not it won't be in their favor Obviously, they they have their desires, their goals, their ambitions, and it's it's strange to me because you would think that in America we would try to weed out our enemies, but we have misunderstood tolerance, we have misunderstood love, we have misunderstood freedom, we have misunderstood acceptance and diversity. So many ideas that were meant to be good ideas have been used against us by very crafty people and I believe evil spirits working in our country to divide us, to weaken us, to distract us, um, because we're not strong when we're divided. I mean, heck, our, the very name of the United States implies that we're united. And just because the states have always sat in the same place, you know, as far as the borders and the physical the physicality, you know, of our nation, it doesn't mean that our minds and our hearts are united. And when you've got people still arguing about, you know, the color of their skin or whether or not they feel like people are still racist, you know, I, I'm going to say it like this, is that there may be still people that are racist, you know, but from what I've experienced growing up, I've been, um, I have been introduced my whole life to an idea that People are people, and they may be different and unique, but we all want to live. We all want to eat. We all want to sleep. We all want to go play. You know, we want to have children, or well, most of us anyways. You know, people want to live, and they want to be happy. That's one of the American concepts that makes us unique is that, you know, people were willing to fight, you know, in order to maintain the right to pursue happiness. You know, and when you have countries like when you hear about what's going on in like North Korea and China, you know, communist China, whatever, when you hear about how their government rules over them, if it goes in one ear and out the other, and you just kind of maybe brush it off like, well, thank God that, you know, it ain't like that here. It's like, well, wake up, wake up, look, look at your news feed on Facebook if you got it. Turn on the radio and listen to what's going on. I mean, it's all over the place. How could we ignore what's going on? Our rights are already being taken from us. 
I know from I know firsthand when I got a guy that I applied to a staffing agency uh, to a particular job in my area that I don't even know this guy had barely you know had any kind of conversation with him or whatever. But when asked about my previous job at a warehouse in a, in, in in the local area, um, he wanted to eventually argue with me about whether or not I had the right to even express my political beliefs in the workplace. Now I understand that you know you probably don't want somebody going to a workplace and causing trouble talking about things that you that they should know is going to cause a problem. However, I didn't know people were that sensitive to um how should I say basic conversation. I really don't care about everybody else's idea of things. If you think for one minute that I'm going to stay silent because somebody tells me that in order to keep a job that I cannot talk about the Bible or I can't talk about my politics, that somehow the First Amendment just goes out the window as soon as I walk in somebody's building to work at a job. I'm sorry, but I don't think that the First Amendment's limited to everywhere else but work. I don't think the First Amendment amendments even being honored at all by a lot of people sitting in government um, because they don't really care less about whether or not we go to church. Some of the I mean, you know, yeah, Trump supposedly is fighting for our right to hold church services and all that, you know. And yet, why do people hate him so much again? I, I don't I still haven't really got a clear answer as to why. That anybody has a reason, a reason, just like a good reason, just one, of why Trump is so bad. I, don't, I mean, I don't know the guy, and I don't know everything he does. You know, I mean, there's a point. I mean, I really, I, I just don't get it. To me, it's like just to merely lean his direction has has caused me problems in the workplace. And trying to tell somebody, trying not to be angry because it really is ridiculous. How that somebody expects a grown man to just bow. I'm sorry, I ain't that guy. Sorry, not sorry, I'm not that guy. I will not bow to some anti-American, anti-Christian agenda. You can count on me to be in the fight with you. And I'm going to fight. And diplomatically, verbally, whatever the case may be, I'm not backing down. I know that I've made my mistakes. Not going to go into that. I know that it may have appeared for years as if I was not for my own country. No, I'm not for stupidity. Ruining what I have perceived for so long to be what I grew up thinking this was supposed to be about. When you're told certain things, you know, like aliens, for example, the attitude that people's had towards Santa Claus, the Easter Bunny, and yes, aliens, is pretty much. Um, the same, like, no, that's just something we joke around about, but it's not real. This ain't no joke. I go to the gym earlier. I still need to keep going. Trust me. I'm not nearly in the shape I'd like to be in. And I just go to get a drink in the middle of my workout. And the guy says, we're not taking cash. Oh boy. You gotta be joking, right? So, I mean, I've been hearing about it, but I had the experience at firsthand to be triggered to, to think that, man, I need to take this seriously. What if? The question there again is, what if? I need to take it seriously. We need to take it seriously that, you know, the, the, 
the new world order, the global government system, the global money, global bank system would love nothing else but for America to fold and to give in to this agenda of a cashless society because as soon as cash is done away with and everything goes to a digital currency and all that, I mean, the world eventually will be under that control, but we are not supposed to sit back and continue to let it happen. I think that we should let these businesses know we're not happy with that. But in order to do that, you've got to care. I've got to care. We can't just sit around when we're not at work or even when you're at work. I mean, to me, this, this I don't know, to me, this is like, it boils down to the fact that, you know, our founding fathers were not cowards. And sometimes they use their own resources in order, and they give up their comfortable life that they could have had, their little peaceful life on their little on their farm, their plantation, whatever. And they could have minded their own business, but but no, they, they there's a reason why they saw it fit to fight against an outside power that obviously was trying to come in and tell them what was what. I mean, think about it, Brit, Britain. The United Kingdom, you know, the uh, whatever you want to call it, you know, King James, uh, what was it? I don't think it was King James. I don't, I don't remember. Anyways, at the moment, I'm just like, whatever. Anyways, uh, you know, Britain followed us over here. So the very reason why they left was to get away from tyranny, to get away from a government that wanted to exercise too much overreach into our lives. However, I don't see too many people, and I'm not saying they don't exist. I'm not, trust me, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that sometimes it can be discouraging, man. I mean, I've been discouraged a lot of years over when I see how that people are so busy and so afraid to lose their material things. They're, they're afraid to lose their job. I mean, people just, I mean, to me, it's like, I understand there's a time for wisdom, but there's also a time for freaking courage and faith. You just say that, look, I got to make a decision here of what's more important. Is it the future of our country's more important or is it our comfort? Because even I got to like, I even think about it, you know, to myself. It's like I try to I have to tell myself, you know, like, look, I can't continue to just be comfortable. I've got to find ways to train myself in order to get snap out of the sleep, the spell, whatever that has been put on us because it is just it's just such a strange thing when you notice that men have been rocked to sleep, that they have their pacifiers, whatever that is, whatever it whatever it is in your life, in your lifestyle that is had that is a pacifier to keep you appeased, to make you feel like your work is worth something and make you feel like you're actually living a decent life. It's like the pursuit of happiness is one thing, but when we can clearly see we're under siege, our rights are being taken away, uh, slowly but surely it's moving towards the idea that, uh, you know, one day I don't want to wake up and find out that I got to leave my own country because, you know, uh, somehow the wrong people got into power and uh, destroyed uh, our concept of freedom. I mean, when they're when you got people out here that they don't think you should even be able to defend yourself against a robber, that you should know when to stop. You know, um, like yeah, sure, thanks, thanks for understanding the situation. I mean, to me, it's like just because someone has never got robbed, 
I mean, take a judge, for example. This very, I mean, my question is, is some of these judges that make these decisions about whether or not, you know, you should be able to defend yourself or not are the same people that probably wouldn't want this information about aliens or UFOs. They, they're probably the same people that wouldn't want that out. Or they just don't care. I don't know. I'm trying not to veer too much off topic. <laughs> but it's just so much to be said about these types of things. I mean, you know, our freedom and the freedom of information, I mean, it, it, it depends on us being able to peacefully reason with those in the government. They're supposed to be re representing us anyways. But we, we you know, we got to constantly try to peacefully, diplomatically reason with these people to let them know, for one, we're not backing down. And there's a whole bigger agenda that we should be more concerned about than whether or not we know about whether or not freaking E.T. is trying to phone home. Because I'm going to tell you right now, if there's some hostiles, whether it's a human being or not, I don't really care, that are planning on attacking us. And, uh, you know, just because I'm not in the military and never, never have been, it doesn't mean that they don't concern me. In other words, what in the world? I'm not the type of person to sit back and just let people take my freedoms to tell me what I can or cannot talk about. Anyways, Freedom of Infor Information Act generally provides that any person with the exception of another federal agency, a fugitive from law or representative of a foreign government, has a right enforceable in court to request access to federal agency records, except to the extent that such records or portions thereof are protected from disclosure by one of nine exemptions. As part of the agency's compliance with the electronic FOIA requirements, NSA slash CSS has begun to post FOIA information that will inform the public of NSA CSS missions and functions for information on how to submit a, I mean, why? Missions and functions. Um, that's not exactly what I was expecting. When I began to read that and everything I've been talking about really I never expected, I mean, this seriously now, I, I didn't expect to come up on this where it's saying that a part of this Freedom of Information Act that is supposed to disclose to the public, NSA, CSS, I don't really know what CSS is, but missions and functions. All I was looking for is some information on aliens, bro. National security isn't something that's supposed to be disclosed to the public. There are some, there are certain aspects of national security that don't need to be public matter. You know, there are certain things I don't need to know as a civilian when it comes to, because in other words, it's like saying that if there's certain things that I find out about, then that means that our enemies can find out about it too. There is a reason for confidentiality. There is a reason for top secret clearance. When we're, I, I was just thinking about aliens. I was just thinking about UFO stuff. I'm not, I'm not saying that, because I don't even agree with this. The Freedom of Information Act. I mean, come on. That was, that was a total surprise. To me, there is a point where I don't think we had, we, it ain't about having a right. What, whatever. It isn't about having a right. 
You know, I don't know what people don't understand about that. You know, to me, it's like, it's one thing for them to release information about technology that maybe might benefit us, maybe aliens, whatever, you know, maybe what happened to JFK, whatever. But, you know, if something is putting us at risk in any way, shape or form, we don't need to know about it. Because by letting us know certain things, you're also letting the whole world about it. I mean, considering our technology these days, it don't you know, it information travels a lot quicker than what it used to. So I don't know, you know, I mean that's gonna have to be for another show or something, but uh <laughs> today I'm just I, I was saying, man, I'm just gonna wing this, I'm just gonna go for it. I'm just because I've been putting it off, I've been trying to research, I've been trying to get all this stuff together as far as just actually starting this podcast and yet um i'm just gonna wing it i i do need to be a little more prepared i would admit but um really what i found in natural conversation is it's okay to kind of go with a flow i'm not trying to read from a script because to me speaking from my own experience Speaking from even uh, hopefully from the spirit of the Lord, I do uh, I do need Him to guide me in that matter as well. What I really hope is that I can bless somebody, I can inspire somebody, that I can correct, you know, uh, misconceptions about certain things, you know. Um, but I I do like to how should I say I, I do like to reason with some of those out there that maybe trying to project different ideas. I mean, in other words, media in itself has been used to alter people's way of perceiving certain events, even current events, uh, to provoke thought, to kind of put a seed in there to, to kind of water maybe what somebody else planted. You know, it, it, it is my idea that communication is very valuable. Um, I mean, the older I get, the more I realize that it, that, Man, if we didn't have electricity and cell phones and all that, walkie-talkies or whatever, man, it's like, you know, things were would not be the same. Definitely would be the same for folk. And, you know, if electricity went out and all that, the first thing, some, you know, you'd be wanting to do is find a way to your family. If you wouldn't, if they wouldn't with you already, then you'd be like, man, I got to get to my family. Because just being able to communicate is such a blessing. It is. So anyways, y'all have a good one. I'm going to chop it up. Make sure that I'm going to produce a quality content. Hopefully this was good to start. Not really that worried about it. I believe as time goes, I'm going to get better at it because this is kind of a new endeavor for myself. But whatever. Adios. I'll be back. Suffer hardship with me as a good soldier of Christ Jesus. No soldier in active service entangles himself in the affairs of everyday life, so that he may please the one who enlisted him as a soldier. Also, if anyone competes as an athlete, he does not win the prize unless he competes according to the rules. The hardworking farmer ought to be the first to receive his share of the crops. Consider what I say, for the Lord will give you understanding in everything. It's 2 Timothy 2, 3.